Episode 47 of the Busting Balls Podcast. He's John. I'm Jeffrey. You can hit us up on Twitter at Busting Balls Pod. Email us, bustingballspod at gmail.com. Uh, you are listening to us through our native SoundCloud feed, soundcloud.com slash busting dash balls or the PWOM Podcast Network, soundcloud.com slash pro wrestling only. And now you can find us on Spotify. Search for Busting Balls Podcast. Today's topic. Our tribute to Diego Maradona, because what the hell else could we be talking about this week? John, what's happening, brother? Man, this football season, it's been designed to annoy you, hasn't it? Come on. I mean, we'll, we'll come to Celtic eventually. <laughs> we will really come to Celtic eventually. But <laughs> let's look at where Arsenal are in the table, you know, with, with a credible nil-nil draw, admittedly. But look who's top of the frigging table, Big man. vault. Yeah, let's talk about that nil, incredible nil-nil draw at Leeds. My ass. We played like shit. And with a dessert, and down to 10 men at that. Yeah. And, and but, you know, yeah. our last episode, we, we talked about this historic win at Old Trafford. And then we completely botched the last two games. Last yeah, two that- league games. That nil-nil, the one thing I'll say, you did not play well, but you took a point when you were not playing well and you were down to 10 men. That's not usual for us. Against against a Marcelo Bielsa team at that. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> against, against a side that is on fire at the minute. You yeah, know? And, and, and I'll grant, yeah, that that's nice. But then how do you, you know, how, how do you look at, you know, us playing like dog shit? You know, ever since the the Man United match, at yeah. in the league, but then we in that in, also in that time, we've washed Molda seven one on aggregate in the Europa League. Yeah, I mean you should be washing Molda if you're you know if you're aside with Arsenal's aspirations. Well, yeah, I agree, but I mean we put our kids out there against against Molda. I mean, uh, who who was the last goal scorer? Um, you know, <laughs> yeah. Balogun, Balaran <laughs> Balogun, fed by Emil Smith Rowe, who wow. came on for, who came on for Lacazette. It's see, it's a good sign if you got that going. I'm saying, it, I think what might be happening is, you might be bumping into the limits of what Arteta can do with a side. Because, you know, there's so far you can organise them tactically. There's so far you can put a backbone in, you can organise a defence, you can put a system in place. Sooner or later, you're going to run up to the fact that the players aren't consistent enough, the players aren't perhaps 
overall, with with a couple of exceptions, as good as the, the players that the top clubs they're aspiring to to be with have. You know. Yeah, I, I you know it's just frustrating, and you know everything was actually looking pretty good for a good while there, and we, we knew that we had. You know, a tough run again, and we still have a tough run again. I mean, my God, the, oh, the, the, yeah. the, the, the league hates us because we're the only <laughs> ones that keep getting this block of like, you know, all the top squads. You know, <laughs> oh yeah, coming up. I, I mean, Nero. um, Over the season. <laughs> you know, a, 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 a strange. It's almost fitting, though, that Arsenal will be the now the first club. You know the first you know Premier League club to have fans back. Considering yes. it was Mikel Arteta who who's uh, who was the first in the Premier League to you know test positive. Absolutely, uh, yeah. Um, and talking about fans coming back, two thousand fans in each ground apparently. Um, yeah. Well, and, and I guess I mean you have to explain this a bit more, but I guess there's like a tier system. <laughs> the various cities, because I know the 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 biggest thing is that Manchester cannot have fans back yet. Yes. So not, neither yeah. City nor United will have fans back as yet. Uh, and I know that clubs will be desperate to get them back, but I'm I'm thinking here really I I think it's a disadvantage. Competitive, it's a competitive disadvantage to a lot of clubs here. You know, if some fans have a home crowd there, others don't. Um, yeah, in England rather than Britain, because Wales are not allowing fans back in yet. So, um, Port Swansea, Cardiff, I know a lot of leagues, there will not be fans back there. Um, but yep, it's a a tiered system uh, of regional places, it depends on the what they call the R rate, so the rate of infection. So, um, if the R8 is one, then one generally the rate is one infected person will pass the virus on to one other person. So, you know, obviously, if the R8 goes above one, that's when viruses spread. Um, it depends on that. And it depends on the hospital bed capacities of the local um, place. So, you know, if you're out somewhere in the country, somewhere more rural, but with, with a decent population, you're going to stay in lockdown longer than somewhere that's urban, which maybe has a slightly higher R8 Um it's it's simply protecting the community, you know, and protecting the NHS, making sure they can cope with the coronavirus at absolutely the worst time of year that that, that they could. Um, so yeah, um, Manchester, whose mayor has been resist rather resistant to the government <laughs> during coronavirus to try and get a good deal for their uh, businesses. Uh, it's seen as something of a punishment beating, maybe, from the government, but we're told that, no, no, it's not that. But, yeah, so certain clubs will have uh, fans back in. Yeah, and, uh, I, you know, I, I still am really questioning whether or not this should be the case. Um, given, I, I, I would rely on the clubs, frankly, to organize it better than I would to rely on anything like the government to organize it, frankly, at the minute. Well, yeah, um, that, that, that goes without saying, but I mean, that, all this being said, I still, yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, I know that the, certain German clubs are still are, are allowing fans back. Yes, this is been. this is what I'm thinking. I'm not pro it myself. 
because I don't think it's been worked. I don't think it's been worked out properly. I think it's going it's going to be dependent on how the clubs manage it. Um, again, again to a certain degree, offloading responsibility onto others, which I severely don't agree with. Um, there has to be a leadership, and it's really not there. So I'm going to see how it works out, but I really, really have a lot of misgivings about this. Yeah, I, I do too. I, I and I, I still don't think this is the time yet. I mean, um, you know, just as an example, the the NFL, not every locale is allowing fans back either. Quite right. But yeah. Yeah, at the same time, you know, as you and I have kvetched about a little bit because you know there's a little bit of a personal uh, thing here with me. Um, you know, the uh, the 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 much ballyhooed uh, match between you know. Baltimore Ravens and the Pittsburgh Steelers that was supposed to happen yesterday as we record this on Thursday night um, got postponed because there is a a COVID breakout within the Ravens camp. It's been postponed again now as well. Has it really? To when? Till, till I believe it's Monday or Tuesday. Tuesday, I would th- I think. Oh wow! Okay, I didn't hear that. So I just I hadn't looked through. So it's it's on. Because um, I've got the uh, subscription to the Athletic, and they have a note on there saying that it was postponed again. Oh goodness! Wow. Okay. Yeah, I'm looking at this here. Oh yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. Tuesday and, night. Um, it looks like yes. It sport is going to have to come come up with a decent way of making a fair. Playing, a level playing field on this um, because I don't believe that you know the NFL they're going it, it you know there is no the rules are there for a um, postponed game um, or a, a, a forfeit but I don't believe they've ever put into practice <laughs> you're going to get a 2-0 win yeah if, if they don't turn up but Good. You know, yeah th- this is yeah this is wicked yeah this is basically I mean, you know, we, we could talk about, I mean, we're, we're getting off topic here, but I mean, the yeah. fact of the matter is, is, yeah, the, the, this game should have been, this should be, this game should be canceled, honestly. Yeah, um, it should, it should be, if, if you're going to play it, um, create a week 18 or something, you know, a, a, an extra week in, in between the playoffs. There's no nothing on the Pro Bowl, so you can chip the playoffs back a week. Yeah. Happy days. So, you know. You've got to have some sort of backup because there is no way in hell that any t- that every single NFL game is going to go ahead without any sort of COVID outbreak for the next. You know, what, what are we halfway through the se- We're ten weeks into the season, so it's this will be seven- week week twelve actually. Oh, twelve. We're up to twelve. Girl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanksgiving. So yeah, there, I I don't see it that happening, but <laughs> yeah, we'll see how it goes. But yeah. And football, we we you know we've discussed here what happened with Juve <laughs> when that that game got called off. Yeah. Um, football's gonna have to come up with some level playing field rules on this because it's it's gonna damage the season even more than as much as anything. Um, I know it's not the most important thing with the coronavirus around. It's you know staying safe, staying you know keep it keeping the R rate down. Yeah. But. Ugh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's yeah, it's it's not good, and you know I can still see you know our our code of football being 
you know, so drastically affected by this. I mean, we, 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 I mean, as of right now, Luis Suarez had a po positive test since last we spoke. Ooh. You know, I mean, several, several players, you know, it, it, I mean, every week we hear about more players testing yeah, positive. Mo Salah over the uh, international break. Yeah, and that, yeah, that's something we needed to talk to. Let's, let's, you know what? Usually we talk the league. You know what? The league is what the league is right now. The the leagues are what the leagues are right now. Um, yeah, this international break, despite you know an historic moment happening there, which we'll get to. Um, should this international break have gone off the way it did? No, um, for me, no. We are. I'd say we are two and a half months or so into a season now. We have had three international breaks, which have had eight games stuffed into them. First of all, there's no need for eight games because a lot of those are friendly. Nations League, no one gives a, a real monkeys about that because it's such a new competition. Well, yeah, and but, it, let's face it, they're glorified friendlies. Exactly, and yeah. the oh, the only yeah the only games which should take place are if international games have to take place are the. Uh, the the remaining qualifiers for the Euros, you know, for when that tournament is ready to go ahead. But no, it's because no one will give way on games um, for for the broadcasting money, for for going. Oh, if we give that up this year, we might not get it back next year. No, you might not. Suck it up, get back, you know, lobby for it, work it. Don't just don't. It's extenuating circumstances. Jurgen Klopp again has been gone, gone on about the schedule this week. Um, prime, prime, I know it's with the sky, but as he's pointed out, no one is thinking of the welfare of the players. Why in the middle of a global pandemic are players being sent around the world, mixing with players from other clubs who, you know, whose, um, whose precautions may be entirely different, who may accidentally have COVID or, you know, <laughs> as with Mo Salah, he went to his brother's wedding apparently which is not a good thing. Yeah. But yeah, you, I, I do not see the point. In, there's no international break now too much, but I do not see the point of sending players out around the world like this. It is madness. Yeah. I, again, we, it, this is something we're, we're going to have, you know, history is going to have to take a long view at and say, yeah, maybe this is something that was, you know, contributing to the problem. Yeah. Absolutely. And especially for the sake of, you know, the, okay, again, I can see, Matches for the you know like qualifiers you know qualifiers for actual tournaments, I mean because yes. they were they were still wrapping up Euro qualifying because that got all you know out of whack, but yeah. um, you know we'll get to we'll get to that here shortly, but um, yeah th there was no need for the Nations League at all. No, nope. I mean I I don't think there's any need for the Nations League to begin with. <laughs> no, but I. <laughs> But, you know, there was definitely no need for the Nations League this time, even though, yeah, did I watch some of the games? Yeah, of course I did. Because that's what we do, you know. <laughs> yeah, you know. absolutely. If it's on, it's, uh, you know, <laughs> U.S. versus Wales. Do you see any of that one? <laughs> I know uh, it's on court. Nah, <laughs> no, and I'm kind of glad I didn't. <laughs> no, I, I, you, you didn't waste any of your life on it, which is a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, even today, as we record, I mean, the USA women's were playing a friendly. I mean, why, why are they traveling? Yeah, it, it shouldn't be going. It's it's insane. Um, you know, 
if play, players get it, it's it could spread coronavirus and that's the be all and end all of it. You, it it might be minor outbreaks, but if you know if, if if you're in the middle of a forest, you don't start you know you don't start fires. You don't just go oh I'll put that and and then you know, join up with other fires and you don't create blazes. You don't make these blazes bigger. Yeah, it's. Yeah, I think we, we we all really need to take a long, hard look at ourselves here, and uh, oh. you know, while while we discuss, you know, the sport that we're still going to be watching, you know, uh, you know, uh, w- without fail this weekend, even. Yes. Um, and yeah, I don't know we're we're recording on a Friday, and this will be posted on a Friday. We never do Friday shows, but we're we're a couple of weeks behind anyway, so you know. Yeah, and then, hey, it, it's Thanksgiving, so we're in the middle of a holiday. So Jeff's giving up his holiday crew here. This is dedication. That's people. right. <laughs> this is what I do for you, the people who, who, who listen to uh, this show uh, on our native feed and on the PWOM podcast network. Uh, so getting back to the international break, uh, yeah, pretty big event happened during that international break, actually. Uh, John, lay it on Mike- us. Oh, I have my, my friend Michael is a is a, a Partick Thistle fan, a Scottish football fan who got in football just after 2000. In 20 years, he had never seen his country qualify for a major tournament. And then, against all the odds, um, and he was being in a typically in his typically Scottish way. He was being as pessimistic as you like all the way. And Scotland went away from home twice. Their first ever penalty shootouts. They won both their penalty shootouts and they are now going to, whenever it is played, the next Euro tournament. That is amazing. 20 years. It's (laughs) shocking as Scotland has not been... Because uh, yeah. we all know the Scottish love their football, even if they're not great at it. Uh, Andy Robson disagrees. <laughs> <laughs> well, Andy Robson, wait, 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 on which part? That the Scots love their football? <laughs> I doubt that bit. But he, he, oh man, Andy Robson, what a legend. <laughs> well, do tell. I, I don't know what you're talking about. Do, do... No, he's the captain. He's the country's captain, obviously. Oh. So, yeah, he disagreed. I, I, he disagreed that they're not good at football. Or that at least that he isn't great at football. Oh well, you know. <laughs> yeah, he's the captain. I, I, I think uh, he'd come on and kick our asses if we said anything else. <laughs> yeah, but we have seen the Scottish league before uh, uh, a few <laughs> times, and on the yeah. Um, so yeah, so yeah, so now that all the Euro twenty twenty groups are are um, are set, uh, what is Scotland's reward for making it? They get. The group with England. The group with England and um, <laughs> he wants, he's, they've got Czechia in there as well, the old Czech Republic. Yep. And, and Croatia. And, and, yeah, and Croatia. Uh, Croatia have a hoodoo against the Scots. <laughs> I don't think they've ever beaten them. Oh, wow. And Czechia, there is um, bad blood from, I think it's uh, two, was it 2008, 2008 or so qualifying. When a, a dodgy penalty in the last minute denied Scotland going to a tournament, so it's going to be a fun group. 
Uh, I, I just noticed how the, the, the English press, you know, because we all know that the English football press are, you know, the most level-headed and analytical and, and self-reflective um, bo- journalistic body in, in, in sports. Um, <laughs> I love how they're already bragging how, oh, yeah, we're going to ace this shit. I'm just remembering the, the headline about the 2010 World Cup. Oh, yes. Yeah, so. the, the, the easy headline. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. How, uh, how did that work out, England? Straight yeah. through and oh, what happened in the next round? Oh. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh, wait. Yeah. 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 You sons of bitches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so Scottish football might have something to look forward to next year, which is a wonderful thing. Um, they, they might, as it stands, be going to Russia because they're not doing the tournament in its previously an X format yeah so, so, which is probably a good thing absolutely russia um, not, not great but no they, they could hold it in england but frankly the way england's doing lockdown yeah yeah maybe, maybe not <laughs> no anyway talking to scotland do we have we to neil lennon here <laughs> yes Shall we? please do let, let, we let's... have overdue please do so, you you, yeah, you, yeah. you have the floor here Oh, I'll, I'll say it because obviously Jeff is too speechless with rage at this point. Um, what we've got here is obviously at the start of the season, Celtic with the possibility of 10 league titles in a row, which, you know, however uncompetitive you'll leave, is a hell of an achievement. Indeed. And with a Champions League qualifier as well. And now we are two months into the season. They are how far how far are they behind uh, Stephen Gerrard's Rangers side right now? Uh, let me bring that up here real quick. Hang on. Let me, let they me, are. How far how how far have they fallen? Yeah. Well, let's see here. They are currently. There's a game behind it. They are yeah. They have a game actually two games behind. They're two games behind Rangers, but eleven points behind Rangers. So that's yeah, that's, that's no good. That is a long way back. 11 points back and yesterday as we stand on thursday they complete slavia prague completed a sparta prague sparta prague yes sorry completed a 4-1 double over them they lost to sparta prague 4-1 twice on the trot and they are out of the europa league at the earliest possible point you cannot be knocked out before four games have been played they are out at the earliest point they can. That season is a bin fire already. Uh yeah, and you know, I, I, Snoop. I don't know if you're. I don't know if you still are, are, are a minority partner in, in, in Celtic, <laughs> like you like you were at the beginning of the 2010s. But Snoop, my man, th- th- this is not good. <laughs> Snoop, if you're listening. You, you need to talk to your guys, man. Uh, Neil Lennon is not the dude at Celtic. No. <laughs> Good Lord. I could understand his initial appointment, so, you know, um, when Brendan Rodgers left uh, right towards the end of the season. Wait, wait, excuse me. Wait. Sorry, I have to correct you on this. When Brendan Rodgers stabbed us in the fucking back. How about that? <laughs> Are you, you're not over it yet, then? Nope. Not at all. <laughs> um yeah because you you had to have a stop gap in there fine a caretaker manager but my god everyone 
everyone knows what Neil Lennon's like as he goes on. He is not, if anyone has a slight tactical knack, you know, Stephen Gerrard is perhaps borrowing Jurgen Klopp's template. But he's, you know, but he comes up against that. And he, what's he got? He cannot outwit anyone unless he has overwhelming the overwhelming force of numbers of you know of the financial financial might of sell to get up with him he is inadequate to the job because he is being caught up and overtaken and you see it every single time in europe when Celtic come up against a club who are capable of matching them they fold Oh, whoa, 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 wait, wait, time out. Wait, I, I, I'm sorry. I had to correct you on this because anytime Celtic leaves Scotland, they fold. Yeah, this is true. So, it's I mean, yeah. Ranges then, isn't it, you know? Right. So, I mean, it, 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 I, Neil Lennon, not entirely at fault there, but you know what? Uh, at the same time, I in, in between Neil Lennon appoint, appointments, I've seen, you know, Celtic beat Barcelona. Yeah, you know? Celtic. Yeah, Celtic people are making a trip to Parkhead an absolute nightmare for anybody, and they have for a long time. Yeah, I mean, if Rod Stewart's weeping, it's not with joy this time. No, <laughs> you know? no it's, it, let's let, yeah, let's not heap all the blame on Neil Lennon. We'll put a large part of it there, obviously, because you know. <laughs> well, yeah, but, because I mean, and I knew this happened. I mean, I even told you when the appointment happened. Yes, I said, my God, what are they thinking? Yeah, it's a yes for a couple of months. That's it. But beyond that, no, God, no. Yeah, to see at the season, you don't grab, you know, a guy from Hibernian. I'm sorry. No, not not for Celtic at all. Not not for a guy who's already been at Celtic and who has already shown us how the story is almost certain to go already. I mean, good Lord. I mean, you may as well have grabbed Tony Mowbray at that point. <laughs> Sam Aldice is available, isn't he still? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Bite your tongue. Yeah, Tony Poulis, could, I'm sure, could be learning. All right, that's me. it. I'm reaching, I'm reaching through this computer and... <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't resist. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, I, I, we're, we're kind of bloviating on a cu- couple of topics because, you know, honestly, the league... All the leagues are what they are right now. Um, I mean, we we have some cool stories right now. I mean, I mean, who who would have seen Sassuolo still in second place in Serie A at this point in the season? I believe you've got Inter on the weekend as well, so that's going to be a fun one. That will be a fun one. Inter, of course, uh, not really living up to <laughs> the hype uh, we gave them. No, they, they you know letting Real get away with it. Bastards. <laughs> well, and you know, plus now, I mean, I, I, I got a headline popped up saying Arsenal have been possibly offered Christian Eriksen from Inter. Like what? What? Can you imagine that? I mean, would it, you take him? <laughs> I mean, it, it would be amazing. But I mean, how? I mean, he Eriksen seemed really pumped to go, and let's face it. For the most part, the, the, the Premier League cast-offs that Antonio Conte have grabbed for Inter have more or less worked. Christian Eriksen being the odd man out uh, in a team that has Ashley Young in it? 
is, is it anything to do with wages? I'm, I'm, you know, coronavirus is going to complicate the finances of all sorts, all the football clubs at the minute. So I, Honestly, don't I couldn't to... tell you if it was finances. Yeah, that that's just. But I mean, he I, hasn't I, been I, getting played either. No. Okay. So yeah, does he not fit Conte's system, or he's not working hard for Conte? Or... Maybe not. What, what What are the issues here? Is you know, it, it needs digging deeper on. I, I agree. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that that could be the case. He's just not fitting in. And maybe he just took the inner because he wanted out at Spurs. Yeah, well, who, you know, if he doesn't want to play for Mourinho, which is quite understandable, you can, you know, you you, you go with him. He's fine. I, I, I'd understand that. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, and let's say, do we, do we think Spurs are still going to be top of the table? Well, um, coming soon? Well, um, I'm, I'm hoping that they'll be off the top of the table by about 2.30 tomorrow, but... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> well, wait, when's Chelsea and Inter? Uh, Chelsea and, 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 and Spurs, excuse me, sorry. Yeah. Chelsea Spurs, that, that could be a fun game. Um, That's Sunday, isn't it? Yeah, it is Sunday, yes. Okay. Liverpool, Liverpool and Brighton is quite notoriously the early Saturday game after yeah, I... the league late Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, I will, yeah, I will not be waking up for that game. Yeah. Jurgen Klopp has repeatedly said what a stupid idea that is and yeah you can't disagree with him really particularly well, given that we're in the compressed schedule you've got to give players a little uh, more has Jurgen Klopp look at the uh at the festive period coming up oh yeah he yeah has. oh yeah <laughs> yeah and and he's yeah he's had words I, I there's if you haven't seen it um you can it'll it's online. I'm sure you can you know if you if you search Twitter or Google it, there is a post match interview which Sky cut away from where Jurgen Klopp just has an absolutely beautiful uh, go back at the broadcasters for their uh, for their scheduling of their relentless scheduling of matches for players. Go mm. watch it. It's in everything quite eloquently. And as he points out, it's not a particularly a Liverpool issue. It, we are not going to see. All the players make it through the season at this rate. There will be a lot of soft tissue injuries coming up. Yeah, well, I, yeah, and that that's coming up again now, where it seems like there are managers who are now recanting on their views and saying that yeah, maybe we should have kept the five subs. Yeah, Absolutely. which I agree yeah. with. They should have kept the five subs. Yeah, I I, I think we we're pro- we're almost certainly on record as saying it because it, you know you, th- there isn't. There is no way. I cannot see um, any of our clubs getting through the scene with all the major players intact. You know, you, you look at. There's no the, way. No, Liverpool. It's it's been nutritional for Liverpool. Atalanta, who we played even on um, Wednesday, they had I think five players missing. It, it you know, we're getting, and this is this early in the season. You, you, you can you imagine what it's going to look like after December and, and maybe January. When there's another ten, twelve games in the legs over that shorter period, yeah, it's, no, it, 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 it's going to be a nightmare. Yeah, absolutely. it is going to be a nightmare. Uh, well, hey, youth league <laughs> by default. Yeah, a couple of uh, other real quick notes. Uh, FA Cup second round is this weekend. It is indeed up the county. Is what I'm saying. At <laughs> playing Salford. Yeah. Now, isn't Salford the one that was like bought out or 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 even formed by former Man U guys? By the class of '92 guys. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Back Neville's Beckham, Giggs goals. Oh, Beckham's yeah. part of it. I believe he is, and 
How is he part of that and and Inter Miami? Well, they're not going to play each other particularly. <laughs> you're not yeah. you're not going to get a club as low as Salford. So yeah, so the money bags of the lower league against. Let me put it again this way: the league leaders of League Two. Are you? Oh, still. Oh yeah, yeah. All right. Oh, and uh, with a game in hand at that. And with a game in hand at the top, yes. Because we we had a game postponed because we had players on national duty. <laughs> that for, for which it's, country? Oh, God. Wales. Now, Not Wales. No. Uh, no, hang on. Oh, I'm going to have to look this up now. Um, if you had told me, even 10 years ago, that Newport County would have a league match, for start off, postponed for international duty, I would have laughed in your face. Yeah, here we go. Do international call-ups. Yep. Okay, so it was, yes. So it was a couple of um, couple of Wales under-21 squads. Um, we had, in fact, we had two under-21 players, as did Grimsby, who were supposed to play against. And yes, Joshie and, and our goalkeeper, Tom King, were in the Wales squad as well. Wow. Who would have oh, guessed? Yeah. Who would have guessed? I want to say, Magic and Michael Flynn, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Not the one that just got pardoned. No. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> hey, also, uh, the Major League Soccer playoffs are still going on. They, they, they have yeah. started. They're going on. You know what? I have absolutely no fucking idea who is even in at this point. And if you have no idea who's in... I can't imagine too many others are paying that much attention to it. Uh, okay, actually, I have it here in front of me now. Yeah. Who are still in? Orlando City versus uh, New England Revolution. Uh, Columbus Crew versus uh, Nashville SC. Uh, Sporting Kansas City versus Minnesota United. And Seattle Sounders versus FC Dallas. I was waiting for Seattle because I couldn't imagine a major league playoffs without them, frankly. Yeah, well, I mean, we we can tell. See, it's Galaxy is not in there. Actually, neither LA. Oh, I take that back. Seattle beat LA, LAFC. So, yeah, to get through. Yeah, the Chicago Fire did not make it. Uh, uh, again, <laughs> one year, one year. Yeah. Well, oh boy, you got anything else you want to talk about? Um, before I, the I main just... topic. Story watch is probably um, Barcelona and their well-documented financial problems. Um, the club, the players are taking wage cuts that will save the club 122 million euros and deferring variable players, so bonuses, etc. Hmm. So yeah, they, yeah, let's see if they get Neymar back. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, mm-hmm. Man, I've, I've just had a look at this. <laughs> they made an eight. A 97 million euro loss last year, and then their current net debt is 488 million euros. Good lord! So, how the mighty yeah. have fallen! Yeah, so I, I'm, I admit the pandemic won't have helped here, but true is not healthy in this anyway. That is a mismanaged club over the past decade. Yes, yes, it is, and you know, it, it's almost like. Lionel Messi knew what was up in t- entirely when he wanted to leave. Yeah, well, yeah, and instead, who goes, Messi or the board? You're not arguing with Messi. Well, yeah. Argentinian forces of nature, that's all I'm saying. To dovetail it that second half. In- and, I, and on that note, let's get to 
our second half with today's topic. John and Jeffrey pay tribute to the one, the only, Diego Maradona. Please stay tuned. Second half of episode 47 on the Busting Balls podcast. Tonight, what else could it be? The second half, me and Jeff pay tribute to one of the greatest players ever to kick a ball. Diego Armando Maradona, the hero of Argentina, the idol of Naples, man, who died this week at the age of 60 from a heart attack. Jeff, man, let's go. Oh, Jesus. El pibe de oro. <laughs> oh, my God. What? You know what? It, it's a shame that we have to burn, like, at least 20 minutes on this, because I don't even think we could even scratch the surface. You could spend a lifetime on the, the amount he packed in. You, you, um, I mean, uh, you know, what do you want to start with? The first thing I would advise any of our listeners to do uh, is to go and watch Asif Kapadia's film, uh, Diego, because it is incredible. It, it's, in case you don't know it, um, Asif Kapadia, he has made three films. Um, they are essentially, they put footage together to tell a story. Um, we're talking about, you know, they, they don't, he doesn't do specific interviews. He doesn't uh, have n- any narration over it. He's done Ayrton Senna again, which Senna is a terrific film. Uh, Amy, about Amy Winehouse um, and Maradona. And I have honestly never seen a football film brings a pl- the impact of a player to life so well as that did. It's simply a story of his, um, of, of his time in Naples um, when he played Napoli, you know. I, I said elsewhere, Diego Maradona didn't play... For, you know, he, he didn't just sort of initiate their glory era. He was their glory era. You know, their only two Scudettos, their only European trophy, a UEFA Cup. Um, and I believe they they won the Italian Super Cup as well. Um, he was incredible. It, you know, you, you can say, the thing was, Diego Maradona, he was a player who thrived against the odds, and it really, this really brought it home. You know, he he was at Barcelona. He notoriously got his leg broken by going to chair. Um, he you know he played two World Cups um, when when they were defending champions, and he didn't have particularly good World Cups. But then he played World Cup two World Cups when they weren't defending champions, when they were supposedly you know when they were against the odds, and he was magnificent. <laughs> He, you know, that 1986 World Cup, the first World Cup I ever saw, 
they, it is the closest you will ever see to anyone winning a World Cup single-handed. You know, he got five assists and five goals, and no one is close to doing, you know, it's close to that in, in, in the, history. In, in the 86 Cup, you mean? From yeah, Mexico? in the 86 Cup in Mexico. When, yeah. You, you know, said 98, so that's why I was... Uh, no, no, no. Yeah, he he didn't go to '98 quite notorious. You know, it's '94 yeah. was his last one, and that ended quite notoriously, obviously. Yeah. But that takes it's one of the great individual performances in a tournament. Um, we're we're obviously going to end up talking about a hand of God goal here, you know. But well, yeah. Well, you know what? Let's do talk about this because yeah, that's no problem with that. You know, it because that's why everybody talks about that's what everybody literally has talked about was the hand of god goal yes and yes he cheated like fuck on that yeah. goal that, that, yeah that, that that should never have stood it shouldn't have it, it, but... it never should have stood in fact he may maybe should have been even sent off for it i, I wouldn't quite go that far because if, if any player is going Gone. If you hit this with a ball and the referee won't see it, how many players are going to go? No, I wouldn't do that. You know, I, I would be an agent. I would confess it straight away. No, we. You know, you, you see it, Thierry Henry when he handballed it against um, the Irish. Oh God, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm still disappointed in him for that one. Yeah, absolutely. But even then, he even said, "No, don't count it. I it hit my hand." Yeah, but you know, Diego Mar. You, you've got to have the context of that match. Um, I, I don't know how much you know about the Falklands War, the Falklands conflict. Oh, um, I, I, oh I know about it. I mean, yeah. I, I'm old enough to remember the Falklands. Yeah. If, if you don't know about it, it was. Um, I, I still have my copy of. Uh, I still have a copy of uh, Crass sheep farming oh. in the Falklands. <laughs> <laughs> and now, and now, suddenly, so much of uh, John. Suddenly, finally, a light goes on in John's head. Why I, I, I think half the things I do when I mention I have crass <laughs> in my record collection. <laughs> oh man, I, 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 I recommend you something after after the show. Um, but yeah, um, the Falklands conflict essentially a disputed territory um, in that in that um, just down by Argentina. Uh, British owned. In, in short, um, the British started pulling a bit of naval protection away from it um, in the late 70s. Argentina, against the advice of our military advisors, our government did that. Argentina went in and yeah, and there was a we sent the big guns in and yeah, and it, it all ended very acrimoniously. Um, yeah, well, it still goes on to this day. Yeah, absolutely. It's a very it's a very sore point diplomatically still. Yeah. But this match... And, and uh, in football, because let's face it, England and Argentina in football, ooh. <laughs> yeah, the, let, let's go back, you know, you can I'll go back to the 1966 World Cup. Um, Antonio Rattan, their captain, was sent off, and Argentina still believed that the referees were favouring the home side at that point. So this match was loaded, particularly for the Argentina side, maybe not for the English side so much, but Argentina wanted revenge twice over. And for all we talk about you know, the hand of God, you have a look at the treatment that was being doled out to Diego Maradona during that match. If you're in the UK, the match is up on the BBC website in full. Go and watch it. Watch how England, as most players did at the time, they booted the shit out of Maradona. It's, you know, you can talk Maradona was cheating, 
that's that's just as bad, really. Yeah, I, well, I, I'm shocked that a side that had Terry Butcher in it were, were booting <laughs> people. Terry Butcher, Terry Pratt, even Peter Beardsley got in on twatting Maradona. You know, it's it, you know, it, the miracle. Again, I go back to the Cassio film. The thing you see there, you, it's the players going in on him so hard. And the number of times he just gets up again. You know, right. The, but but you know, let, let's draw the line here on, you know, the, the hand of God goal, which is. No matter what you think about that, that second goal is possibly <laughs> the greatest goal of all time. <laughs> it, it's as good a goal as you will ever see. And the, and the thing, um, it's a, his, um, he, I think it was when he was playing in, against Scotland or something um, a few years earlier. His 10-year-old brother at the time um, was watching it. You know, I think he was only 17, 18 at the time. His 10-year-old brother phoned him up and gave him shit for not going round the keeper because the keeper had committed himself. And Maradona will tell you, in that situation, he he could see the keep Shilton committing himself and he deliberately went round him because of that advice his 10-year-old brother had given him. Hmm. In that situation... And the other thing he always said, he knew that Terry Fennick was on a yellow card because, again... Even in that sort of standard game, Terry Fennick had given him one boot too many. So he knew that Fennick could not tackle him. So that's why, and that's how he went past him so easily. It, how does a brain work that fast? It's almost impossible. He, he had the great, one of the greatest football minds of, oh, as a player, I mean, he could make decisions on the fly like you wouldn't believe. Oh, did, uh, yeah. Did, uh, have you seen, you've seen that picture um, of him? It's in the same World Cup against Belgium, where he just t- just a quick turn sends four players the wrong way. Yes, yes. Oh God. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't get talked about as much because of you know the infamous you know hand of God game. No, not at all. Because obviously, um, <laughs> see, being in the UK, it's a not- it's the most notorious thing of all time. Um, and <laughs> a slight diversion on it. Peter Shilton's been all over the you know obviously for obvious reasons he's been one of the main people that's been contacted for it. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and he was on, I think it was on on one of the Good Good Morning Britain with, and they had Gaza there as well, <laughs> and so you know. Shilton delivers Paul, his usual. Paul, Paul Gascoigne, for those who don't know yeah. who Gaza is. I do apologize. He <laughs> so Shilton delivers his usual thing without saying, hang on, how does a six foot man get out jumped by a five foot five player? Especially when you can use your you can legally use your arms. <laughs> and uh, so Shilton delivers this absolute rant about it. And Gaza just turned around and said, Look, no one would know about Peter Shilton these days if it wasn't for the hand of God. Yeah, that's true. You could see all of the presenters just cracking up and Shilton stone face. (laughs) Yeah, well, it's true, though. Oh, totally. Totally. Yeah, we know he holds the record for for England caps, but who gives a shit? Yeah, you you were good with Forrest in the 70s, but... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I mean, yeah, the, the, the... 
he, he he's won he won titles for club and country. I mean, he won titles at Boca Juniors. He won, you know, Copa del Rey with with Barcelona. Uh, Napoli, probably his most famous. Yeah, again, uh, club. It's, it's a game shot because Napoli are not a particularly widely liked club. You know, you've got in Italian football generally, you've got the northern clubs who tend to dominate. And, yeah. you know, they look down on the, they look down on those southern clubs like you wouldn't believe. And, you know, you can't get much more subtly than Napoli. Yeah, no, uh, but, you know, um, it's, uh, yeah, yeah, oh, God, I mean, I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm failing here. Yeah, it, 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 I, I, we, we were supposed to be paying tribute to him and I'm failing because nothing I say. It's it's inadequate. There there is you you can say you can take all the tributes that have come out, um, and they won't be adequate. You know, Argentina's in national mourning. Maradona's body. He, he's a footballer. He's just a footballer, you know. Ultimately, and he's lying in state yes. because he meant that much to them. Yeah, there was a police riot there, even. Yeah. Can yeah. It it it's it's impossible for us to say. Exactly what Mar- uh, you know Maradona meant to Argentina. It was just that that sort of that post Peron uh, thing. He was just ah oh, you know he he was someone you could believe in. He had charisma. He had skill. My God, you know one of the great th- joys about the past, and you know if you can say but to be a joy in the past few days. You've seen that not the footage of him um, necessarily on the pitch with the ball because you know we've seen that and we'll see it. It's it's the what he did. <laughs> it, it's just a little skill off the pitch. It's um, there's there's one little he's in a corridor and someone's just walking past him carelessly at their own pace. And he just flicks a ball through the legs off the wall and, you know, goes and quietly picks it back up off them. And, you know, the, the, it, it just goes, how, how do you tell when someone, how someone's stripe at and that quickly? Get, just judge that. Um, he got, once spoke at the Oxford Union and they asked him to, you know, can you juggle a golf ball with, you know, can you, you know, keep your piece with He had... He had, you know, normal shoes on, shiny, you know, little shiny rogue things with no grip, no no control. And he did five or six keepy-uppies on that. Good grief. And the one, Gary Lineker will put this up, I believe the footage is out there. He, he went, he was playing for a rest of the world side and he went out to warm up. It's, a, it's the one time Lineker played with him. Um, and he went out to the centre circle walked out, booted the ball as high in the air as possible, you know, into the clouds almost. Right. And it came back down, bam, first touch, straight back up. And Linegut will tell you, he Diego Maradona did that 13 times. Bang, up in the clouds, bang, back down onto his foot. No problem. My God. Linegut went back into training the next day and everyone at Barcelona had a crack at trying that none of them and these you know these are elite players none of them got higher than three and as Linka said they weren't as just easy and off the off the cup as Maradona 
they were running to get the last ones. No, no one. He, he might have the best close control that we have ever seen of a footballer. Uh, yeah, and it, it's and it's also you know it, the, the the sad thing is is that we can also see what maybe led to his death. Of course, he died of a heart attack uh, a mere month after having to have uh, sur- you know emergency surgery for a subdural hematoma on his brain. Yeah. But yeah. when you also see, you know, uh, of course, you, you you can't talk about Maradona without also mentioning his cocaine use and his, his alcoholism. Absolutely. Um, and his other health issues. I mean, he was also, you know, suffered from, uh, you know, obesity as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, the man lived life to excess. It's like if the other thing you want um, during the 86 World Cup. Um, when his wife was pregnant, he had a paternity suit against him as well from another, another woman he'd had a, a yes. few, an yeah, affair with. We, we knew that, yeah, and, and we know he, about that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, no joke. The amount of pain he must have been in from the injuries, from being kicked up and down those pitches, oh, it, it's almost unimaginable. You know, it, it's... These days, you know, these days, Messi... Ronaldo, all, all those great players, they're allowed to show their skill. They are, they are far more protected than um, Diego was in the day, than you know, Pele, George Best, as our were in their day. But you know, that it, it's never going to be easy with the, you know, <laughs> with, with those injuries. And he, yeah, he, he, alcohol, cocaine, and you know, he let let's not. Either brush over the fact that the associates in um, Naples were the Italian mafia, right? So <laughs> he didn't always hang around the best of company, but he was. Ah, uh, but the charisma that she, you know, even even in 1994 when he, um, I don't know if you watched the 94 World Cup. Yeah. He scores that goal and he runs the camera. You know he's on something, but my God. Well, yeah, he got tested after that. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, yeah, he, he got tested. Yeah. Right after if, that. yeah. If I'm on that drug testing team, I'm looking at that and going, yeah, you're first on my list, buddy, for the urine test. Yeah. I mean, yeah. If you look at his Wikipedia entry, you can see a pic of him being escorted off the field after that match to go to go take his whiz quiz. Yeah. Um, God, yeah. Um, but as, as well as that, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it, yeah. Addiction is no joke, and it's. I mean, we, we can make okay, even though we have made jokes about it, and, and maybe we shouldn't have. But uh, uh, that being said, I mean, you could draw a direct line between the the amount of what he was doing before. Um. What do you call the, um, you know, and, and his health issues later in life? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, the you can see it, um, and as well as that, he, oh, you know, it, it wasn't just you know the, the drugs and the alcohol. It, it, it was champagne, was the alcohol, and apparently a, a huge addiction to pizza as well. So you know, he indulged in every single aspect of his life. Um, I mean, yeah. you, you can't, I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, he, he lived life. There's no doubt about that. Oh, 
hundred percent fly out every time. You know, there, there, there's no, I might dip, dip a toe in here. It, there is just, I'm going for this full on. Yeah, I mean, there's, yeah, I mean, but I mean, the 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 long term effect that that he himself had. I mean, it, it, it's amazing. It's, it's like Pele or George Best or you know. Franz Beckenbauer or Paolo Rossi, you oh, know, no, that, that no, level. No, no. Yeah. It may be even above everybody. It may be even above everybody except Pele. Yeah. Um, absolutely. And, you know, from when, when I was growing up first in football, the, the, the only debate was who was better, who was the greatest Pele or Maradona. Um, you know, my, my dad would argue for George Best. Um, and I say George Best in Northern Ireland, would be a, a, although it's obviously a far smaller scale than Argentina, it's 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 a similar sort of stature. It's yeah. well, I mean, Paley himself has said. I mean, Paley himself has said in the past that if George Best had ever played a World Cup, he would have been considered the best he'd, player of all time. Yeah. He'd be in the conversation in right in the conversation. Yeah, absolutely. And again, similar personality to Maradona. Um, addictive, you know, um, he, women, uh, alcohol, yeah. whatever came his way. But you feel, dr- but also because of that, you feel drawn to them. Absolutely, yeah. They're human as well. They, you know, they they have almost human abilities with a football at their feet, but they are flawed human beings. You you can understand it. You can relate to it. You know, for, you know, for all the greatness of Messi and Ronaldo, and you know, whatever whatever I joke about Ronaldo. They are great players. They're almost up there on a pedestal. You know, it, it's like it's like they are. I know Ronaldo had that uh, the the case in Las Vegas, but there's no flaw to them. They they are there to be worshipped. They are there to you know <laughs> they're there as as set apart from us. Maradona was you know was it was well when he was in Dubai. You know he was he had a contract with the UAE team as a sporting ambassador, and they couldn't afford him. But he they. So he ended up, I believe, as as a friend says, he who was, who was covering the UAE at the time, he ended up playing for all sorts of little sides around there just for the fun of it. Yeah, you know, he loved football. You, it, it's infectious. You can't help it. You know that 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 smile. Look at that smile, man. <laughs> you know, it's, well, well it's and what's funny is that uh, he, I mean he was in management, of course, when he passed away. He had just actually been renewed. Back in June for a three-year deal at Gimnasia de la Plata in 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 Argentina, um, you know, also having previously you know um, managed other sides in um, you know both in, in Argentina and elsewhere, um, and in Mexico in Dorados in Mexico. And let's not forget the actual. Uh, he took the Argentinian national side to a World Cup. He did, yeah. He has he has a a very respectable winning record as as the Argentina manager. Yes, that yeah, gets that, that I think gets glossed over. Yeah, a little um, bit. As as much as it's um, yeah, you know, as much as you could say, tactically, he clearly wasn't the greatest manager. He, that it's not the way he understood the game. No, he but he'd also be hardly be the the only great player who was a, a crappy manager no was, well not crappy but you know he, 
yeah, they couldn't communicate. Almost, they couldn't communicate everything. Um, you know, Maradona. You know, whatever his schedule is, when you know, whatever you say about his fault, he worked his ass off at football. You know, if he couldn't master something, he went and practiced it until he had that little skill mastered. That everyone will tell you that who managed him. In, um, but yeah, it's you know, how, how many players can you know the players on that level? can you know communicate their understanding of the game to players who with all the best will in the world they are good enough to be internationals you know they are the elite of the elite still but i know how many all-time greats can communicate their understanding of the game to lesser talents who can't quite do what they did yeah no I, again i mean it, it, it's i mean it, he like i said he'd hardly be i mean We've had this discussion before. Do great players make great managers? And the answer, a lot of times, is no. No, you're, you're talking the odd one. What um, Beckenbauer, uh, maybe Dalglish, Zidane, if you if you want to. But again, the jury's out on how good a manager he actually is. Yeah. Uh, uh, maybe Jurgen uh, Jurgen Klinsmann, maybe. Jurgen Klinsmann, you, a lot of his success is supposed to be down to his assistance. But then again, a managerial skill is knowing. Um, right. You know. But I mean, like, I mean, Sir Alex Ferguson, was he any great, great no, job as a player? I mean, Arsene Wenger didn't play in an actual professional side until he was 28. No. Um, as a defender of all things. He he was a decent but a journeyman striker in Scotland. Uh, again, Jurgen Klopp, not particularly great. Pep Guardioli, you can maybe make a case for. Um, but then again, it depends how, we, how if you want to say how great was he as a player. Yeah, yeah I couldn't. A, yeah, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> he, oh, he he was very good at what he did, but you would never, you wouldn't class him as you know one of the all time greats, right? But um, yeah, it's just you know, he, again, you he 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 really did live. He he lived maybe a little too much, and yeah. and and it, and it came back to haunt him. But I mean, it's just I, I don't think we're ever going to see a player of his caliber ever again. I don't think there's going to be a player like again. We're in an age of where the systems are king, you know. Um, this, this, you know, every coach around everything, every player has to fit that system. Even if you, you know, and there's, to a certain degree, you have players. Again, let again. I, I bring the obvious ones up: Messi and Ronaldo. Even if you say build a system around them, you still but. Because you cannot rely on the fitness of one player. There's so much football. You cannot rely on them being there every week. Coaches prefer to build, because it's their jobs, these structures that, you know, that they, they don't quite, maybe they don't quite function quite as well when, when a big part goes out of it, but they can get you by. Um, Maradona, it, you know, it, it's the last, perhaps it was the last gasp of that sort of that, that pre-system thing when, you know, th there's there's a room for that creativity and expression in the game of, of an individual. Yeah. You know, the, the, the Brazil side of the, of the seven, uh, 60s, 70s and the, the 82 World Cup. Maybe he was, you know, the last great expression of that at the moment. You know, the wheel may turn again at some point. You never know. But, yeah, you, there, there are so few of his caliber ever. I mean, he became famous for a nutmeg in his 
in his professional debut. Ten days before his 16th birthday on October the 20th, 1976, while playing for Ar Argentinos Juniors against uh, against Talleres de Cordoba. Yes. I mean, a, a nutmeg made him, got him headlines. Like, they, they still talk <laughs> about it to this day, obviously, because we're talking about it. Hell yeah. <laughs> I mean... And let's face it, he, he has his, I mean, he has his loyalties, like, you know, there there was the, the, the commercial he did for some sports drink, or some sort of drink, where he was, you know, playing for Brazil and wearing a Brazil shirt, and, it, it, you know, it was supposed to be like a dream, a, 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 you know, a dream nightmare sequence, and, you know, he got, he got some stick for that. In Argentina, although he when he when asked about it, he retorted and says, "Yeah, I have no problem wearing a uh, a Brazil shirt for a uh, for a commercial. I will never ever put on a River Plate shirt because he was that <laughs> devoted to Boca Juniors." Quite right, too. You know, and yeah, yeah I oh. mean, I just yeah. don't know. I mean, and even then, I mean, he even says that George Best was one of his inspirations. I mean, how could he not be? Oh God! In, yeah. the, in that, um, you know, in that, uh... yeah, it's what captures your imagination as a, as a kid. You know, um, this friend of mine, I, I, you know, I, I'm, just, I'm still on. You, you, you know the Gallifrey base Warren, don't you? You know, I'm, I'm still on there. God, but... why? <laughs> Yeah, um, I, I, I honestly, I, I barely do a doctor section. I'm on there because it is it, a Liverpool thrown there in the, in the sports section of the forum. Yes, a sports section on Doctor Who. And, you know, I've got friends on there. And um, there's a friend on there. Um, what does he say? You know, it, it's it, it's in relation to boxing. It, it's it's like it, it's, I, I believe the quote, you know, but he, he the way he played was, you know, football is a triumph of imagination over violence in a way. Yeah, and you know, and that, that was what Maradona was because he, you know, he was the man who he was a fighter who was hit that many times and he still kept getting up. <laughs> and and what, you know, look, I, I don't know if it's too, I, it's not, I don't think it's stretching comparison to say he, you know, he is to Argentina what Muhammad Ali was to America. Yeah, that, you know, that, that's a that's a that's an apt comparison. Yeah, um, I mean, this is like—I mean, this is a guy who even—he—he he even—he—he he, he even faced up to Pope John Paul II. You know, it's only God. Who cares? Yeah, I mean, he—I mean, he—I mean, he, I mean, the man had no fear. No, not in the slightest. It—it was—it uh, was a joy, you know. The. Um, well, except I when it wasn't, but yeah. Yeah, it, it was a joy to watch on the pitch, though. You know, everything about the only player I think I've seen in since who played at an equivalent level and just had that same absolute pure joy in the game was was someone like Ronaldinho. You know, it, it's it's a sense that they could do anything at any second. You know, it, it's that that almost almost a wild card factor. You know, Rondinho, I, I would say the the little toe poke he had against Chelsea at Stamford Bridge, where you just went, "What the hell have I just seen?" Right. And you know, Maradona could do that any single game he played. It was, uh... you know, what was it? Was it the same friend I mentioned earlier? The thing he said, 
you know, to love football and not love Maradona is a sickness of the soul. And yeah, you, you know, you can get on your get on the high horse, but the hand of God, and fair enough. It's 34 years ago, and look at everything else the man accomplished. It was, you know, it. You had to watch him. You, any anything, you know, you, you could have. Uh, let's see, let's say Platini on the same. Um, God, any anyone of that era. Enzo Schifo, um, you know, I say any of those in play. Even, John Barnes nearly upstaged him once in that game. Um, you can have all those players on the pitch, the best players in the world, and you would still be watching him. Yeah. No matter who else. No matter who else was going on the pitch, you know, you had to look at him. You did. And you know, it, was, it wasn't... And the thing is, it wasn't because of the ego. You know, yeah, I know he knew how good he was. How, we know how passionate he was, but his his politics were pretty sound as well. A lot of the time, um, a lot of yeah. times, sometimes, <laughs> you know, I, I question some of them. But you know what? If you don't question every, I mean, even if the the okay. the people you most agree with, if you don't question them occasionally, then that's totally. when that 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 you know is where we get into situations like we're in now. Yeah, absolutely. You know? There is no one who is a perfect human being in any way, shape, or form. Right. But um, yeah, you know, he's a. <laughs> it was he was a fan of. You know, he he was yeah he he knew Castro you know Hugo Chavez. <laughs> yeah, and he has and a, he, he has a, a um a Guevara tattoo. It was a Che Guevara tattoo, wasn't it? He has a Castro tattoo too. Yes. So you know. You know, we're we're all guilty of naivety and fake politics at times, but he again he, I, he the politics were rooted in humanity. Yes, it's he cared about people, and, and you know, uh, uh, my baseline politically is not. It, I am more, uh, as we know more left wing than a, a lot of people, but my baseline is how do you treat other people? That that's my start, and right. that's where he started as well. And that, you know, I, I cannot argue with that one. Right. I mean, how, how do you with that? No, you, it, it's, you know, the other people, the, all we've got in the world is other people, really. Right. So, you know, treat them well and see if they if they treat you back well. And if not, <laughs> move on quick as you can. Indeed. Uh, any, any final words about, about the man? And no, as I said, it's just... He was as good a reason as any to fall in love with football. My friend, um, to cover it all, my friend, my best friend from school, he will tell you that he will never forgive Maradona because his dad always bought, you know, his dad brought him up the right way to say, typically cheats do not prosper. And and he saw, you know, we, we all, at that age, he saw Maradona punching into the net. And, you know, it was, a, it was, so one of those moments of disillusion where you're, you know, you're on the verge of adulthood and you're going, actually, sometimes they do get away with it. So he never forgives him for that. And I can understand that. But my God, look at that career. Um, the, the one of the bravest things on a football field and, you know, fo- it's not necessarily the bravest thing go- going onto a football field, but um, Italian 90, 
the home side in he's played for some reason I don't know why they played that semi-final in Naples it, Italy madly played you know mm. Argentina Naples. he you know he missed a penalty in the previous round shootout he stepped up to take a penalty in a country he knew would absolutely go for him because he'd been stirring up you know Naples against the Italian national side he, he, you know, he knew, and they they did destroy his life in Italy afterwards. Um, but the uh, the bravery of that man to step up in a penalty shootout with all the pressure in the world of you know of his national side name and step up and take that shootout, my God, it was just it was a moment, you know. It were ah, uh, and that's the thing he gave he gave us so many moments yeah and, and that's that's really all that can really be said i mean other than again he, he was a man who lived without fear he lived a lot of life uh probably you know a, a, a couple of people's lifetimes in, in 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 one lifetime um he had his problems they were, they were on public display a lot of times but yeah you know, at the same time, you know, again, it, 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 as far as a sport goes, you, 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 it, it, to ignore, ignore him at your peril, basically. Absolutely. Is, is what it comes down to. I mean, he, he, he truly was one of the, the greats of this game that uh, you and I talk about quite a lot. And he, he will be missed as a, as a personality. And, 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 and as a, and, you know, as, you know, his effect on, on the sport. And he is going to be long remembered for what he did on the pitch. You know, even, you know, as I say, even in the country or, you know, I know the UK is not England, but even in a country, you know, which had, which thought they'd been done dirtiest by him, you know, still straight away, the Maradona film is up on the Channel 4 um, streaming service. The BBC have that entire 986 quarterfinal on this uh, on, on the website right now. It, it you can only pay tribute. Um, yeah, you can acknowledge you acknowledge, you know, his faults, his flaws, his very human flaws. But my God, what a life! And with that, this has been episode 47 of the Busting Balls podcast. Uh, you can hit us up on Twitter at Busting Balls Pod. Email us, bustingballspod at gmail.com. Uh, you've been listening to us through either our native SoundCloud feed, soundcloud.com slash busting-balls, or the PWOM podcast network at uh, soundcloud.com slash only. And you can find us on Spotify, search Busting Balls Podcast. John, any final words? I think after all that, the only thing to say is thank you, day you go, and good night. Okay, well, that's it for uh, this episode, so uh, we should be back in a couple of weeks, so until then, it's, uh, it's good night for me. And it's good night from him. We'll see you in a couple of weeks. Good night. <laughs>